Welcome to the Less Stress Family Podcast, where we believe you are valuable and what you do matters. This is episode 22. I am Justin Wood. And I am Shauna Wood. How are you, honey? I'm great. How are you? I'm awesome. Good. We have our first book review. I know. Woo, are you excited? Woo, I am we want excited. to incorporate book reviews in because there's a lot of good books that have helped us. And this is one of them. I think it's yeah. just the first one we pulled off the shelf. And we are just like eternal nerds. We just love to yeah, read and we learn. We collect Hopefully books, forever. Like museums collect relics or whatever. Yes. We did have to that do a book children. purge. Yeah. <laughs> sure, we had to do that book purge a few years ago. We did. And it made my heart sad. I know. I, I cried. Know. I know. I didn't cry, but. It was rough. It was rough. Okay. But that actually, purging things, <laughs> is tied in with today's book. It is. So we are talking about the life-changing magic of tidying up the Japanese art of decluttering and organizing by Marie Kondo. Very good. And now she has a famous TV show. And yeah, I think like on Netflix, Something they've like made a TV series on I'm where sure. she goes in. We watched it, but I couldn't even tell you whatever it was. I know, we watched a couple, but we actually, the book was published in 2014 in English, and pretty soon after that, Someone told us about it. Someone came to our house and said, you need to read this book. Good grief. Look at all these Legos everywhere. (laughs) Oh, gosh. So that has been, I have been on a quest. So as y'all probably know, we have six biological children. Plus, we have had foster children in our home. And we are blessed to have our home. But it is not like a huge mansion. No. And so all of the kids share rooms, except for our little girl. And... Um, she always asks for a sister to share a room with, but we are done in the reproduction area. Um, anyway, so the the issue of toys always comes up. And when yeah. I talk to other moms, you know, it's like, do you have a playroom just to hold the toys? Where do you put the toys? And one thing that as I was just searching for how to maintain sanity and not have broken feet from stepping on Legos in the middle of the night... You know, one thing kept appearing, and that was the advice that if you are constantly picking up toys, your kids have too many toys. Right, right, right. And then we went through a season where I sorted all the toys, and I put them all in Rubbermaids, and I would only, I would like rotate out Mm -hmm. which toys they had access to, Mm -hmm. which was, it had its merits because the kids were like, it was like Christmas every time I rotated a new Rubbermaid of toys. Right. But that was still really heavy on the mom load. Right. Because I was continually having to to organize and pack up and move and pull out of storage and, you know, circulate toys kind of thing. Right. Then we came across this book and basically she's like, just purge it all. Right. And I think I think for me in my journey, I like things very simplistic. I don't like having a bunch of junk around. But then I got married. You say. <laughs> well, mm. you say that, but then I'll try to throw something away, and you're like, "But I might need that oh, to yeah, do yeah. this well, with." Right, right. But as far as yeah, but for me, my shift of gear, getting married. Not that you had a bunch of stuff, because we lived pretty simple, pretty like traveling mindset. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, like when we, we first simple. got married, everything fit into our car. But my point, yeah, <laughs> that's true. It literally fit into like, your I Toyota didn't bring Corolla. A whole lot. Toyota Corolla, right, right. <laughs> but I remember when we had our one of our first holidays. I think we stayed all night with some your, my family, or your family, and we packed everything for the baby. Oh my goodness! And it was it's like I chain. felt like, and I was just literally like, we moved across the country with less stuff than we have for this one night trip. Yes. And I was like, 
I don't know how to <laughs> register this. You know what I mean? Right. And so then for a while, I feel like we were like in complete, I won't say crisis mode with stuff, but you know what I mean? If you have everything the baby needs, right? then you had everything that the next baby needs, then right. you had everything the toddler needs. It's like, oh my gosh. Right. Baby anyway. stuff, kid stuff, everywhere. Right, 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 right. Yes. Okay. So I was going to start but out. But we're not just talking about kids and baby stuff. It's not stuff. just kids no, and no, baby no. stuff. But that's how it's impacted us. That's the doorway which it came through in our life. Right. Because we, before children, moved something crazy like 11 times in three years or just something, something insane. Something that was, yeah. So you move that much, you can't bring a whole lot of junk on the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, okay. So. People who use the KonMari method never revert to clutter again because they can keep their space in order. They don't need to come back for more lessons. I occasionally check in with graduates of my courses to see how they are doing. In almost every case, not only is their home or office still in order, but they are continuing to improve their space. It is evident from the photographs they send that they have fewer belongings than when they finished the course and have acquired new curtains and furnishing. They are surrounded only by the things they love. And that's pretty much the whole point. That's the the core of the book. Right. And that's why we haven't got rid of our kids. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Because we love them. Most days, right? Yes. That's why I haven't got rid of you, honey. I love you. (laughs) Good to know. I made it on the short list of things to keep. Yeah, yeah. But that's the whole point of the whole tidying up. Yes. And so I think there's two takeaways here. As far as stress goes, it's the reality. It took me several years to convince you, I feel like, of this, that a cluttered feeling of the house increases your stress level. Right. I did not believe it. Because you so that to yeah to the degree it's yes. impacted me yes I did not realize so it. it just does it's just a reality if you live with a lot of clutter your stress level is higher than it it would be <laughs> right. if it was a serene environment and when you had six kids to that. and here's the test if you walk into a hotel room or a condo room or something like that on vacation mm-hmm. and it just feels like oh, super peaceful and spaced out and not and you like that feeling but when you come home you're like (laughs) the irritation begins before anybody's done did you read about that in the book i don't know but i'm just telling you that's that's a litmus test i'm just kidding yeah i know that's a good point so the second thing that i took away from this book is it causes you stress when you are not really in tune with yourself yeah and I think that is my problem. That has been my problem because I was like, oh, I'm a separate being. We talked about holistic health in one of our episodes. Right. But it was like, oh, I'm a separate being from all these things. This does not impact me. Oh, your environment does impact you. It does. Of course it does. Yeah. That's why I want to be in nature like all the time. <laughs> I could be a caveman and a hermit. Right, right, right. <clears throat> and so in this book, she actually, she goes through her process this is going to be a spoiler alert, but it'll save you a little reading. And then feel free to get the book. Yeah, I think go the, get book the book is better right. than the show. We did watch a couple episodes of the show. Right. Um, but basically, she says that you should attack everything in your whole house. So this should be like a big project. Even if it takes you like... Years. Weeks. Not years. <laughs> she says don't. If you spread it out too much, it won't ever stick. Right. But if you attack it you know, with great vigor... Um, but then you attack things by category. Mm-hmm. For instance, and we did this. We did. We it made a huge took difference. All of your clothing, yep. and we just piled it on the bed. Right. And we only have a moderate sized closet, and we share one dresser. Right. So it's not loads right. of stuff, but still. And you have less than I have. Mm-hmm. But still, that was a huge amount of clothing. It was. 
Because a lot of that clothes, you like, I never wore that shirt. I never liked that shirt. Right. Somebody gave it to me from my birthday or whatever. Right. You know, that kind of stuff. Right. Mm. Yeah. So basically, just pick out the stuff that actually... So pulling it all into one room Mm -hmm. was, you know, it was a new idea for us. Rather than sorting, I'd always kind of tidied room by room. Right. But saying, hey, you've got a Rubbermaid of sweaters Mm -hmm. in the basement. That's got to go on your pile. You know, pulling it from all the different areas of the house. Right. And then she recommends that you actually touch each piece and see her question is, does it spark joy? Right. It's a good question. And there's all kinds of other reasons why I had things. Somebody mm. gave it to me, or it was a great deal. I got a really great oh, deal yeah, on yeah. it. <laughs> QVC, <And, laughs> got a great deal. <laughs> um, you know, all these other explanations are, oh, I remember when I wore that, and it was really the memory that I liked. Right. It wasn't really the shirt. The item itself, right, right, right. Or whatever it was. Yep. Um, so having those two things, going through categorizing it all, instead of just where it is in your house, because a lot of times, too, we found we had a lot of duplicates of things. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, well, we had one in the books. kitchen. And then we, <laughs> we, had, had, we even had duplicates of books. I know. Some like, in the really? bedroom, and then we saw another one on the bookshelf in the living I know. room. You know. When you get it all together, you kind of realize. And you kind of, yeah, you realize how much the consumer mindset just overtakes us all. In right. A, in America. Right. Uh, and I feel yeah, like we've been really just, diligent to try to fight against that. Yeah. And but when you still, follow this, when you follow this model, it just really helps you. And she goes awareness. step by step how to do everything. Yes. Um, yeah. So like she says, like you start with your clothes, then you move to books, then you move to papers, and then you do what she calls kimono, which is basically like things that you love that have some emotional attachment, Mis- yeah. miscellaneous stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's cool. really strategic. It gives you step by steps to go through. As with all things, you know, you eat the meat and you spit out the bones. Right. So she is coming from a very different religious worldview than what yeah, we I have. Mean, she's from Japan, right? Um, and so, and she mentions part of that because that's who she is. That's right. all woven into her story right. in the book. But, and I spoke with one person and they like couldn't handle it because right. it really bothered them. Um, so I, just a little note out there that she makes some really good points. You don't have right. to buy into her philosophy on all things right? to still pull out but some treasures. I think too, there, there is an energy and I don't mean like in a woo woo way, but like an excitement, if you will. And that just by the laws of thermodynamics or whatever, energy transfers to other things. You right. know what I mean? Right. So she kind of talks, but for me, when she talks about her worldview stuff, I just picture it as like energy so the excitement you have with that shirt right can transfer to like kind of like guiltiness for getting rid of that memory or you know and she addresses kind of all that right some of the emotional reasons why people hang on to stuff yeah which is very good (laughs) like her her explanation i think on that right is really good right it's like hey and just yeah good points like if you inherited something like let's just make something up like you inherit a huge ceramic elephant mm-hmm. and it was from your grandmother that you loved you actually really dislike this huge ceramic mm-hmm. elephant mm-hmm. you know there are ways that you can still remember your grandmother right. without keeping the huge ceramic <clears throat> elephant right in your living and room and find someone who loves huge because ceramic somebody elephant. else is like a collector <clears throat> of ceramic elephants right and they will be so tickled right and you will be able to bless that other yeah, person by passing and that's that along. a great way of 
addressing that issue. Yes. As opposed to just taking to Goodwill and know that maybe no one... And feeling yucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to say you shouldn't support Goodwill. Right. Or whoever. Right. But yeah. Taking yes. that extra step. And one thing I do like is that she is really intentional. She actually thinks the item. Um, when I when we went through the process, we thanked the Lord for right, it. Right, right. Um, but, you know, having that, again, cultivating right. that gratitude, gratitude in your heart. Like, thanks for this sweatshirt that I haven't worn in five years. But by golly, when I wore it, it was a great time in life. You know, And, and you know, like, we've got to thing. that place where we don't make the clothes we wear. Like, right. It's strange for someone to make the clothes they wear. Yes. Right. Yes. Like, like if sewing someone, them on a sewing yeah, yeah, machine. Yeah, yeah. Sewing or the sewing machine or killing Knitting a deer. Them or... Shooting a deer and wearing right. it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like we've got to a place where it's normal not to make your own clothes. Yes. Do you know how weird that is in the history of humans? How thankful we, you know what I mean? Right. Like you should be like, wow, we live in such an we amazing have world. Such a cake life. Yeah. Well, yeah, just a thankful life. Yes. Like I did not make these clothes, but I'm wearing them and they fit me. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. And they're soft. <laughs> and they're soft, not scratchy. Yep. Awesome. So. <laughs> Do you like that how... long ramble zoom out? <laughs> I think it makes you nervous sometimes when it you're like. It does you're make like, you nervous you're like... you just totally go off script. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. So, for our first book that we're presenting to you, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo, what do you rate it? One through ten. Ten oh, is the best. As far as the category of, because I'm not going to read, I'm not going to pick up any book about tidying up whatever. Right. This is a ten for sure. Yeah. yeah. I give it like a nine. Okay. I've read several books on tidying up. Yeah, I never have. It's been a big challenge. But this is the one that's changed us, I feel like. Yes. Don't yes. you think or no? And the buy-in from the husband was huge. Right, 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 right. <laughs> So, yeah. All right. Thank you so much for taking time to tune in and hang out with us. Remember, you are valuable and what you do matters. We would love to hear if you have read this book, if you have seen the show, if you have implemented it. Do she it. Has... That's the most thing. Don't sit there on your rear end and watch the show and be like, oh, my closets are full of crap. She has this crazy ninja folding method. Let me know if you have implemented that. I would love to hear. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, on our website, lsfpodcast.com. Subscribe so you can hear our upcoming book reviews and other life <laughs> hacks. Thanks, guys. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Thank you.